Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rinse at a time. It is Monday, and that means Mr. Greg Dickerson is back. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, I don't know if you watch it, Meet Kevin's stuff on YouTube, uh, but he put out a video yesterday that was yesterday? Yeah, maybe it was Saturday, uh, about real estate, the real estate market. Uh, talked about the 1970s, so it kind of felt like he was going after me in my 50-year spreadsheet. But at the end of the video, he talks about what he thinks might happen in the real estate market if the 30-year mortgage rate goes from a low of 2.7 all the way to 5.2%, a 2.5% jump. Uh, so I thought you and I should talk about it because you and I have had differing opinions about what would happen in the market with a 1% jump. Let's talk about a 2.5% jump all the way to 5.2%. What, what the heck happens then? Yeah, so we've already talked about that before in terms of your buying power for borrowers. You know, I mean, that reduces your borrowing power uh, by 20%, basically. So, you know, 2% rate hike in interest rates over 30 years reduces the loan that you can get by about 20%, um, you know, in that scenario. So it, 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 it'll make a big impact on people's ability to qualify, number one, and how much they can qualify for, number two, which ultimately affects the value of the houses that you can buy. And, you know, again, where you'll feel that first and see it first is in new home builders. Yes. So new home builders are the first ones to be able to pivot and the first ones that can pivot and react to those changes. Whereas, um, you know, resale uh, housing stock is generally lagging these things by six to eight months because a lot of them don't have to sell. A lot of them, yeah. you know, can wait and it takes a little while, you know, and a lot of people don't remember. I mean, you know, before the last, I don't know, probably, three years that the housing market's just been straight up and just kind of going nuts. Mm. You know, average days on market was about six months. Yeah. It was and, you know, much longer. Average yeah. days on market, people panic now. The, the house is on the market for more than a week. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Something's wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. It used to be 30 days, you, yeah. you know, so that needs to happen. You, you mm. got to get to where, you know, people are putting houses on the market and they sit for three, four, yeah. you know, months. They, you know, they're getting offers less than asking price consistently. Totally agree. Know, things like that. So, it's going to take a while for values of existing housing stock to really adjust. But new home builders, they'll write it off. They'll get their money out because their cost is already generally 20% below what they're selling it for anyways. Mm -hmm. So they've got that kind of margin in there. You know, so new home builders is where you can, you'll see that start to happen first and you'll be able to get the best deals. I think that is very good advice. When, when I think about rates going up to two and a half percent, I think about everything else that must happen. So if an owner OCK loan, 30 year, you know, 20% down, best credit is 5.2. That means investor loans are probably six and a half, six and three quarters, right? Which again, will sound crazy to anybody who's been doing this the last five or six years. That's, that is still below my first mortgage. My first mortgage was in the seven. So uh, we, we will get back yeah, to the property. Yeah. For an investment yeah. property. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. When I was, you know, at the peak of my development career, I mean, I was paying nine and three quarters, you know, yeah. percent construction loan interest, uh, you know, and then, yeah, investment properties were in the fives. I didn't have any in the sixes for permanent, but I had, I had them in the fives, mm -hmm. but my construction loan interest was seven to 9%, yeah. you know, in, in those areas of high interest rate. You know, the other thing too is inflation. So, you know, if rates are going up, there's a reason it's because exactly. inflation's high. And when they start looking at, you know, your variable rate debt that, you know, consumers have car loans, credit cards, things like that, yeah. that increases and decreases your borrowing power as well. Mm -hmm. So from an investment property standpoint, if all your costs are going up due to inflation, 
you know, the performance start to be impacted, the income gets impacted. So lenders are looking at that if you're doing income based, mm -hmm. you know, uh, asset based lending, like commercial and things like that. Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors, like you said, you know, what else is going on for interest rates to increase that much? There's a lot of things going on. Also credit tightens. So exactly. as rates go higher, yes. it gets more difficult to get a loan. They, they change their borrowing requirements and lending limits and, you know, things like that. And that, that affects things. Yeah. When I think about the 30-year mortgage on an owner-ock loan going to 5.2, my first step is, because I think you're right, I think the, the residential market, right, new homes, they kind of reset, they clear it out, they, they take their couple of losses if they have any, but they kind of reprice the next build out. That's their own thing. And that's a really small part of the market, right? Last year, I think there was 700,000 new, 700, new homes sold, but 6.1 million existing, something like that. So again, it's 10 or 12% of the market. When you think about existing home sales, you're absolutely right. That, that market will, will seize up transaction-wise. It will delay and ultimately could lead to price reductions. But here's the wrinkle. What's going on in the economy? What happened? Did we get Paul Volcker 2.0 in the Fed seat and he's taking rates to the moon? Uh, has, a, has, has GDP you know, gone down negative 3% because we're in a nasty recession? Is unemployment shot up to 9%? To me, the question is when you talk about theoretically 30-year rates going to 5.2, my mind goes to what else is broken? Because we don't just jump to 5.2 without other things being broken. And my biggest fear uh, is the commercial market who doesn't have fixed rate debt. That's where the pain will show up. That's where the discounts will be. Because there'll be a lot of operators that are like, well, guess I can't refi, throw it on the market. So I think we're going to see lots of discounts in multifamily, commercial, office, retail. That's where I think all the pain's going to be. What do you think? Yeah, you'll see, um, you'll see prices in the commercial market adjust instantly because those are all you know, asset loans, asset-based loans, and they're based on the cash flows and debt service coverage ratios. The only way you can effectively change that is to bring more equity to the deal yep. uh, to get them done. And then that changes the deal metric. So, you know, you can only pay so much, you know, for those deals. And at some point they don't make any sense. And if you're in a declining market uh, where rents are under pressure and they, they start to go the other way, which, yep. you know, we're seeing pushback in the rental markets already, yep. especially with inflation, you know, you're going to yep. continue to see rent come under pressure and, uh, you know, some areas are instituting rent controls and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's a tricky time, but 5% interest isn't that big of a deal. I think, I think we can get there real quick. I mean, what are we at in the fours today? Yeah, I think we're just over four. I think the last yeah. time I saw the average is 4.11. Yeah, yeah, that's I, already I, having an impact on the market and mm -hmm. inventory levels, you know, in some areas and buyer activity. You know, you get into the fives, that's going to have a significant change in behavior. And then with yeah. all the other, you know, inflation that's going on right now, with you know stock markets and other asset markets, you know de deflating and you know repricing, that's going to affect people's buying ability and what they were going to use for yep. down payments and exactly things like that. The interesting thing that we never had before that we have now are the institutional buyers, you know, buying rental properties. Yes, you know, and they can suck up a lot of in overinflated you know values of inventory, mm -hmm. you know, or or you know inventories that have overinflated values. They can mm -hmm. they they're still buying those because mm -hmm. they have a thirty year horizon and you know. Doesn't yep. really matter. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, on that front, I think they're actually going to be the consumers or the buyers, excuse me, of a lot of the builders that want out. I think the builders will say, hey, I got this complex. It's half sold out. I want to sell it to one person. I'll give you a 12% discount. You buy it all now because build for rent is taken off. Lennar is going to do 7,500 units. 
Pulte Homes has got a billion five set aside. Um, I think I think the discount for home builders will go to Wall Street. That's just something I put together. Yeah, and it's already happening. I mean, they're already working together. But yeah, if you get a housing crisis 2.0, you know, that's what we did not have before. That industry was born out of the housing mm -hmm. crisis. Yeah, again, they and one of the things again, I've 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 had these conversations with folks, you know, kind of off the record. In the past, they were buying the 1950s dilapidated, you know, home. They don't want to do that anymore, right? Their numbers that they put in their spreadsheets didn't bear out because of the age of the house. That's why you see them buying new stuff. They prefer to put new capital in new stuff. New, new to them is three years or less. So yeah, they're going to clean up, I think. Um, and again, the best risk-adjusted return the last couple of years has been the single-family home. So uh, Wall Street's very predictable. If, if it works once, they'll do it again. So that's what I think they're doing. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where this all goes and where where rates end up. And I mean, we're you know we're pretty close to five percent already. So maybe six is on the table. Who knows? Yeah, I think we get to five this year. What do you think? It's looking that way, and especially if the Fed comes out and they get a little bit more aggressive. I mean, Treasuries are already on the way back up again. You know, I they saw that two point one this morning. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's getting it's getting more aggressive in that in that environment, and you're going to continue to see you know a rise there, and that's a whole nother conversation with the spread and inverted yield curve mm -hmm. and all that. So you know, uh, there's a lot going on. Very cool. Well, Greg, this has been always fun, always a great conversation. I'll probably reach out to you Wednesday afternoon after we get the Fed decision just to see what's what. But before that, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. All my uh, social media links are there, YouTube channel, Twitter, all that stuff. Very cool. Thanks, buddy.